Thanks for tuning in to our bonus episode preview. This is just a short sample of this week's exclusive Patreon episode. You can hear the episode in its entirety by becoming a member at patreon.com slash indoctrination, where you'll gain access to all of our exclusive episodes and merchandise. So I love using this phrase, back by popular demand. We have Thomas, who really got so much feedback that was positive, where people wanted to hear more. They loved hearing the way you described things. It was very clear. It made a very confusing situation become illuminated in the way that you were able to put words to it which I know takes a lot of time just to be able to gain that kind of access to clarity about your situation and have enough distance from it to be able to look at it in that way. So that was very much appreciated. And I was so happy that you were open to coming back on to talk some more. There are some people who just, they just immediately felt connected to you just in the way that you talked and your experiences, whether their experiences were similar or different, there was enough overlap in other people's lives. And also they just felt bad for what you had been through. I mean, that's also some of the feedback I get from some of these episodes, like, oh, so sorry. So I know we have a lot of uh, subjects to tackle, but I wanted just to welcome you and see just generally how you're doing and how's life. Thanks. It's good. I'm still digesting stuff and finding um, range emotional triggers <laughs> that I hadn't been aware of before. They're constantly popping up. But in general, I'm doing really, really good. And I'm, I'm really glad people like listening to the episode and, and can draw some, some value from my experiences. Like it's nice to be able to kind of transform bad experiences to something positive for other people. Yeah, it is a very nice thing. And, and I thank you. And I thank you for your generosity. and. And not only of time, but emotion, because, you know, to get back into your history and the emotions, it's a lot. It can feel like a selfless act for the purpose of being able to help others. So I value that a lot. And I I know it's not an easy thing. So one of the things that we mentioned was to talk about learned helplessness, learned hopelessness. You had actually brought those subjects up and I loved them. And also you mentioned that there is a timeline that you wanted to go over. And I wanted to also relay some of the responses that people gave. And maybe that's where we'll start. So people listening will know how other people responded first to some of the things that you said. One of the things that I heard a lot was that people really related to the idea that you could seem like any other person, any other family, but that your life, what happened in your home and what happened with your mother were different from, let's say, the person next door to you. And they may or may not have known. And just having kind of a hidden part of you that you probably felt that you couldn't share with the people around you and how isolating that is, was something that resonated for people. And also when you talked about your mom doing things that actually put people in danger, put you in danger. And that was, that was scary. Or she liked to cultivate drama and what it's like to have a parent who actually does things that are unsettling 
and embarrassing. So those are two of the main things that people talked about. And then also what it's like to be with a parent who does things that are unpredictable and scary and what that does to your kind of equilibrium. People have talked to me about how they get easily panicked or if they hear a loud sound, they have a startle response because of having that upbringing where there was unpredictability. So you can take all of those things wherever you want to take them, but those are the main themes, basically, of the people who were writing in, along with, thank you so much, and I'm so sorry you went through that. Is that how you felt that here you may have, to an outside person, seemed like your family was fine and you were fine, but things were not at all fine behind closed doors and socially what that did to you? That awareness only came later because like my family system was normal to me because that's how I was, I was raised. And actually a lot was done to enforce the idea that other families were strange and unnormal. Uh, whenever I went to a friend's house and I started trusting their parents, my mom would talk bad about them uh, to me. She would tell me like that they were like bad people and they had a drinking problem or stuff like that. And she would tell me that it's actually, it's terrible that I tell you this because you're just a kid. I shouldn't tell you this. So you need to keep the secret. I was constantly like triangulated whenever I gained trust towards, uh, like she would do that with my school teachers also. It was very isolated in that way because I knew secrets about people that I couldn't tell. So it breaks down trust completely um, because you can't actually be honest with people then if you constantly have to like keep secrets. So that was done a lot. I always knew that that like my my mother and my family was different than other families. I think the, the the outward appearance was this eccentric, but in a kind of a fun way, like colorful clothes and and uh, not afraid of uh, like going roller skating uh, roller skating with your kids, like doing stuff that other adults wouldn't necessarily do. But when I look back now, it was probably more of an attention grab than anything. Like I see a lot of. A lot of narcissists that like to uh, like to cross other people's boundaries, they use that kind of playful, eccentric personality as a cover because it allows you to break social taboos and disguise it with like humor. So, so it's it's a really effective way to um, yeah, to make other people uncomfortable without being called out for it. Um, you can always just shame them for being too uptight or like stuff like that. Right. Too sensitive. Yeah. There's a lot of people like that in in like the entertainment business and artists and people with that uh, personality type, I think, with that behavior. Yes, exactly. I see it so often, especially here in L.A. I see it a lot. But the yeah, the idea also, you know, when people will make a comment that really is this biting comment also and say, oh, I'm just joking. Yeah. Um, you can get get away with a lot of stuff by disguising it as as like humor, just being like free and progressive and yeah. So I knew as a kid that my my family was different that way because that was very apparent, uh, like on the outside as well. But I didn't like fully realize what was going on with the with the like narcissism until a year and a half ago. So I went through like most of my adult life until now. Not really yeah, knowing what it was, but I knew something was, was different. But also, like my entire family has this narrative about being a little special, like specially talented. I, like, you know, the, the, 
like the trope of the of the mad genius, kind of like that. My my um, grandfather was a writer. He wrote poetry and yeah stuff back in the in the fifties. He was really famous uh, here in here in Denmark. He was he was a big name. If you read it today, it comes across as, as terribly pretentious um, poems. But apparently back then he was he was like a, one of the largest names. Um, and I think that persona has kind of been adopted by my mom and, and her siblings um, as like this, this struggling, misunderstood genius that has amazing potential to create great things in the world. But this tragic destiny just keeps interrupting. So, so, so that was kind of the, the narrative. Now, when I think back, I can see that it was a complete fabrication, just a smokes and mirrors. But it worked as, a, uh, as an explanation whenever something turned out bad. This idea of a tragic destiny, that's a very powerful phrase. So tell me about that, that idea of the tragic destiny. So it kind of ties into some of the other stuff that we were talking about uh, last time I was on here. Like um, my mother definitely has this pattern of flirting with dangerous stuff. And whenever something goes wrong, he doesn't accept any responsibility at all, ever. That's like classic narcissist behavior. So it's always pointing fingers elsewhere. So, so there's this strange, um, this, this strange kind of vibe that it just kind of happens on its own. Like when bad stuff, stuff happens, it's just kind of the universe uh, making it happen. Um, but again, when, when I was a kid, there was a lot of alternative religion stuff used to explain what went on also. So the idea of like um, reincarnation and karma and stuff like that was, was also picked up. I guess you could call it tragic destiny, but it, but it was also sometimes explained like it's actually your own fault when bad stuff happens. Kind of the energy you put out, you get that back. I'm sure you've heard that like a thousand times. Yeah, you mean just today? Uh-huh, yes. Uh-huh, that, that is something that people are are told all the time. And that it's usually just that everyone else has that. And let me know if this is the way it was that with your mom. If something bad happened to other people, that was their tragic destiny, their karma, their whatever else, their, the universe. But what about when bad things happened to her? Was that because of somebody else or... Was it ever because of her? It was never because of her. Sometimes it was because of other people. Or sometimes, yeah, I guess that was just explained as accidents. But it was always a way to, like, get other people to, like, comfort her. Um, so, so, like, she would milk attention from other people. She has a, a, a crazy relationship to, the like, the healthcare system also, where she would, like, just run around to different doctors and get different um, tests done all the time. And it seems very much like a small child wanting uh, some comfort in a way, but it's done through the medical system instead. Yeah, so I guess it's, it's uh, has some elements of, of Munchausen uh, syndrome. Right, that you're doing to yourself. <laughs> 